0: And welcome to Pen to Print, Insider Tips with Creative Media Agency, the podcast where we unravel a few of the mysteries of publishing. Whether you're a new author looking to break into the industry or a seasoned professional seeking deeper insight into the community, we're here to bring you advice, information, and just enough insight to help. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast. I'm Megan Frazier and joining me today are Paige Wheeler, Shannon Snow, and Haley Casey, the wonderful literary agents at Creative Media Agency. How are you all doing today?
1: Doing great. Thank doing you. You're wonderful. Yeah.
0: Doing well, Megan. Wonderful. I'm so excited to chat with you all about some of the ins and outs of publishing. I know it can be quite intimidating to navigate submitting a manuscript and finding an agent. So hopefully we can shed some light on what it takes to go from writing out your manuscript to publishing. But before we jump into that, I'd like to discuss how you ended up as literary agents, especially because you all took different paths to get here, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: All right, Paige, do you want to share kind of your journey to becoming an agent?
1: Sure. Thanks so much. So I'm Paige Wheeler, and I'm the founder of Creative Media Agency. Now, I've been in publishing for 30 years, which is kind of a long time. Um, But I first started on the editorial side, and then I moved over to agenting. My first agenting gig was at a company called Artist Agency, where I worked in both television and books. So I repped writers for television, as well as producers and on-camera celebrities. I also represented book authors. And it was really a terrific experience and quite an honor to have my clients win Emmys and Writer Guild Awards, as well as land book deals. So I took that experience. And I launched Creative Media Agency in 1997, and I'm happy to say the agency grew very quickly. So quickly, in fact, that I needed help, and in 2006, I formed Folio with two business partners. That company also grew quickly, but after eight years, I decided that I missed the boutique experience of working with authors, and I relaunched CMA. And so now, today, we have a wonderful slate of best-selling and award-winning authors, and I'm very proud of my route to becoming uh, an agent. Wow, that sounds
0: like an incredible journey, and it seems like you had some truly wonderful experiences. Now, Shannon, I know you took a different path to becoming a literary agent, and you were originally working in an entirely different sphere of industry, correct?
2: Oh, Sure. I I was one of those people in uh, school in math class saying, I promise you teacher, I will never ever have a career that has anything to do with math. And I ended up jumping right into that when I was out of high school. And I spent 18 years in Fortune 500 companies in finance and then moving over kind of into marketing. So I ended up uh, proving that teacher correct. But after a while doing that, I did that for 18 years, and I um, did a little bit of book blogging on the side where I just kind of ran a free little book blog. I would read books. I would post little reviews about them just for fun and just for my own benefit because I love talking about books, and I had an English degree, so uh, I finally decided now's the time, you know, I needed to make a career pivot and do something that I really, really loved and had always wanted to do. So that's where I joined CMA. And I became one of those interns that Paige mentioned. And I started my internship with her. And I'd say about uh, January 2020 is when I started moved over into being a uh, associate agent. And at this point, I'm just kind of building my list and finding talented authors that I want to partner with on their writing career journey. So it's been very fulfilling up to this point so far.
3: So mine, uh, believe it or not, was entirely different from the two of you. Uh, I was an English major also. And I knew that book publishing was something I really wanted to do. I just had no idea how to get here. Uh, I live in Kansas City. It is not exactly a publishing hub. And so there were a couple options, but I was just trying to figure out how to get my foot in the door. And I ended up going to the Denver Publishing Institute. So that was a really good way for me to find out exactly what jobs there were and sort of learn the day-to-day of those. And then I came back home still wasn't 100% sure how to do that from here. Um, And luckily, I got a job in magazine publishing. So it was really close to what I wanted to do. It was a really nice experience. And I was trying to find ways to use that to move closer and closer into the book world and was researching jobs one day and trying to figure out how to do that when I came across like somebody's Twitter post that was essentially like, I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't done remote internships. And so that was the first time I was like, well, of course, that's an option. Like, That's what I should be doing. So looked into those. I got an internship at CMA for a couple semesters and was able to take on one at Metamorphosis Literary Agency as well. And that experience just really cemented the fact that I was doing what I wanted to be doing and wanted to stay in this realm. So when a uh, there was an opening here at CMA, I jumped on board and yeah, I was able to take over the digital arm as well. So I've gotten to do a lot of varied things and it's been really rewarding to fall in love with authors and their stories and their storytelling abilities.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I know before I started interning in the publishing industry, I had no idea that you even needed a literary agent or what a literary agent did. Um, So would you mind talking kind of about what your job is and why someone might need a literary agent? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually
3: have to describe my job a lot because I have friends or family or like acquaintances I haven't seen in a while and they're like, oh, what do you do now? and when i say literary agent you get this very kind but totally blank like look on their face they clearly don't know what you're talking about and so i have an immediate follow up where i'm like okay so essentially i'm the middleman between authors and publishing houses and normally that gets some reaction some nods some like oh okay and then you know if i'm going to go into a little more detail i would say that Essentially, when someone writes a book and they want that book to be traditionally published, they don't usually have the ability to reach out directly to those large publishing companies because those companies don't accept unsolicited submissions. So instead, those authors are reaching out to literary agents. If an agent takes them on as a client, then that literary agent is the one who takes the author's work to an editor to be considered for
0: publication. So a lot of the position involves advocacy and negotiations with publishers and trying to help your author share their work and get a
1: great deal with publishing houses, correct? Absolutely. That's exactly right. So we are the author's advocate. And we are successful only if our authors are successful. And I think that's important to remember that we always have our authors in mind with everything we're doing, from making that project a little bit better to making sure they find a good fit with an editor that will respect their body of work and think about them a couple levels down the road in their career as well as um,
2: other terrific things. I would um, definitely agree. Paige took the words right out of my mouth. I was just sitting there thinking to myself, author's advocate, because that's kind of what I consider myself. I am there to partner with them on the journey. And it's not just about that first and only one book, but about what they're going to do next and how their career is going to shape and being a part of that. And I'm, I'm also sort of with Haley, I've got, I've received, you know, the, the, the strange look. So well, what, what, does a literary agent do? You know, and it does all of those things, but I always come back to the bread and butter of, being an advocate for my authors.
0: Absolutely. And as Paige mentioned, another aspect of a literary agent's job is to help authors build their career. In addition to helping them with their current manuscript, the agent is looking ahead into how the author can create a platform and create a career out of their writing. And that's one of the things that I think CMA does so well. Now, I know each of you had very different journeys to becoming a literary agent, but you also all ended up working at Creative Media Agency. So would you speak a little bit about why you chose this specific agency?
2: Oh, can I go first on that one? I think, I honestly think that CMA has a wonderful approach to the way we handle our, our authors. They're, they're not just a number to us. We are an advocate. We believe in them. And I, I love the atmosphere that Paige has created here and the way that she has set up the, the mood between author and agent and the emphasis that she places on those very particular important pieces of, of advocacy, just being more than just about the one book, but being about the career.
3: Oh, thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And I think something else about CMA is that there is a really well rounded approach to making books and authors successful. So like, yes, of course, it's totally about getting your books in the hands of the right editor and seeing it through to publication. But we also work with audio rights and digital rights and foreign and film and make sure that as many eyes are getting on this project as possible. And in the meantime, while we're managing all of that, while Paige and Shannon and I are trying to work through all those different things, we're also able to work together really closely. And so it's this really interesting mix of having a pretty far reach because especially of the like the experience Paige brings to the table, but feeling really boutique and close knit. And I know that I can reach out to Paige and Shannon with any questions or concerns, or if I just need, you know, a sounding board or a second opinion on something. And that's been really helpful for me, but I think really helpful for my authors as well.
1: I appreciate that sense of collaboration that you guys get that we wanted to have. I think collaboration is key, and I, I love that both of you seem to be sharing some of the manuscripts back and forth and getting feedback, and I think that is important that we we get more than just one set of eyes on it and we're able to have that, that experience of everyone pulling together for our authors.
2: I agree with that. One thing I really do like about how we work is that if Paige or Haley or I receive a query and we look at it, it's addressed to us. It's it's not quite for us, but, you know, Haley and I may share a, a similar like for a particular genre and Page and I may share it. I can always email Haley and say, hey, this one was not quite for me or Paige. This one was not quite for me. What do you think? And you're welcome to, you know, go after this if you if you find some interest there. And we're all able to kind of collaborate and do that. So if there is a good story out there that might not be for one of us, then we're able to work together and share those things. And it might be for one of the other agents.
0: That sounds wonderful. It sounds like that sense of community is really beneficial not only to you three working on a day-to-day basis, but ultimately for the authors and the clients that you have. There's this... Crucial sense of community to help uplift their narratives and their stories and ultimately find the best home for their work. All right, let's go ahead and jump into some discussion about reading. I know as a literary agent, a lot of your job entails reading manuscripts, and this is an industry where you love books. Everyone here is a big book lover. So let's talk about some of your favorite preferences if you've read anything great recently.
1: So yes, I love to read. And sometimes in this job, you get so buried in work that you don't have time to read for pleasure. What's been terrific as we're coming off this summer break is that I've had the ability to read a couple of books on my to-be-read pile that are outside the norm. Um, And these are books that I think this might be fun if this type of material landed in my inbox. So let me mention uh, a couple of them that seem out of the norm for what I normally do that I just absolutely adored. The first is Lily and the Octopus by Stephen Rowley. This was such a lovely book. I read it with tissue in hand. It was just, just wonderful. A client sent me another book called Love and Saffron by Kim Faye and I absolutely gobbled it up I would suggest you open a bottle of wine and drink a glass while you read this book. It's just a treasure. And finally, I read An Extraordinary Life of Sam Hell by Robert Dugani. And this one caught me by surprise. I was totally rooting for the main character throughout the book. And I just thought it was a terrific, terrific novel. And if you haven't read it, I'd tell you to take a look. Those are three that... I've read recently that wouldn't normally fall in my inbox, but each for a different reason, I just loved.
3: Well, those sound really interesting. And I haven't heard of any of the three of them. So I'm immediately going to look those up after this. Um, But I totally agree. As an agent, Reading for Pleasure falls by the wayside a little bit, and I've definitely been trying to do more of that this year because it was something I really missed last year when I was really trying to figure everything out. So I would say I recently reread, actually, um, the book Graceling by Kristin Cashore, and I am not always like a very fantasy-driven reader, but I think this is a really good example of the fantasy that I do love because... It is so balanced between characterization and well-written emotion and world-building and intrigue. And so it really keeps my attention um, no matter which part of the book I'm at. So that was really fun to revisit. And then I also recently finished the book uh, Portrait of a Thief by Grace D. Lee, and it was incredible. I've talked about wanting heist novels in my inbox before, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. I think it was such an interesting setup. It was so unique and a little bit outside of kind of the Western norm that we sometimes come to expect. And I would love to see something similar like that in my inbox. Shannon,
2: have you read anything good lately? I did manage to read Dean Kuntz, The Big Dark Sky. And I fell in love with that book as I do pretty much anything that that man writes. I love his work. And it is exactly what I mean when I say that I want to see some eerie, creepy horror. But at the same time, he does such a phenomenal job of weaving in psychological thriller suspense into those stories as well. But you almost don't know, is this a supernatural thing or, or is it just a bad guy? And, you you know, you you never know. And you just have to get to the end to figure it out. And that is the type of story that I absolutely love and that grabs me. Just did. Funny, you should go back to fantasy because I just recently did get to reread a series of books that is sort of my bread and butter of my love of writing, which was David Eddings' The Belgariad series. And I reread it, and I'd say maybe about three months ago, and it it got me in mind of oh, I want I want some fantasy, and I'm really kind of honing in on the romances and the romance fantasies right now.
0: It sounds like you all have a great range of reading. You're kind of all over the place in terms of genre. And I know that's also true And what you choose to represent. Anytime somebody asks me, oh, what, what type of books or what genres do, are the CMA agents looking for? I feel like I have to run through the entire list of <laughs> genres. <laughs> so if you want to chat about what you're looking to represent in particular? Sure. Paige, do you want to kick us off? Yeah.
1: Um, My list, uh, right now I'm looking for upscale fiction and nonfiction that tells a unique story. I'm interested also in women's fiction, similar to Big Little Lies and What Happens in Paradise, as well as book club fiction, like Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine and contemporary, of course, like Kristen Higgins, or even historical romance like Eloisa James. I'm also open to mysteries or thrillers in the vein of Paula Hawkins or B.A. Paris. I just loved Behind Closed Doors. Just thought that was terrific. For nonfiction, um, and I I think I look for nonfiction a little bit more than the other two, but I think we all do to some extent. I'm particularly interested in memoirs like Under the Tuscan Sun, Wild or the Blueberry Years, uh, narrative nonfiction, women's issues um, like Girl, Wash Your Face, business and entrepreneurship like Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office, and practical nonfiction topics that um, just may seem to work for me at the moment. I also handle some young adult and middle grade. Uh, I'm interested in contemporary fiction like Sarah Dessen or Jenny Han, dystopian fiction, think Hunger Games. I mean, I just love that series. And mystery, like one of us is lying. Um, For middle grade, I'm also open to contemporary fiction, mystery and fantasy within the middle grade market. And that's it for me. How about uh, you, Shannon?
2: I am have a very extensive list of out on our website and also on manuscript wish list but right now specifically i think i'm i am looking for a lot of romance sweet to steamy i love it all i love a, a slow burn romance uh, enemies to lovers but i'll i look pretty much at any type of romance Um, I'm a, Hey, I'm an old Nora Roberts fan from way back. So she, she kind of started me off a little bit in romance and and I've been a fan ever since, but I'm also kind of looking at some women's fiction, but I will say a good example of, of one that captures the eye for me lately is Lisa Jewels. Then she was gone. Uh, that's a good example for me. I also do, love anything YA. I'm not so much into middle grade, but YA, I, I like everything from magical realism to, again, the eerie, creepy horror. But I also like to see some contemporary little romances set in high school or a dark boarding house type setting with a unique plot, and maybe some diverse characters. And, and I love dystopian. I refuse to let them die in my head. So I'm always looking to see if maybe someone has come up with something new that is uh, different from the big dystopian heyday and what's already been done. Just in generalities, mythological retellings, any kind of story retellings I love. I'm just sort of a popular fiction type person and I'm looking for anything for adult or YA that falls into that category.
3: So my tastes totally overlap between pages and Shannon's. So again, it's all pretty well documented. So I don't want to talk about it for too long. But in brief, like for adults, I'm open to women's fiction, especially in the vein of Taylor Jenkins Reid and that type of author. I love book club fiction. I also love romance. I especially love romantic comedies and paranormal type romances.
2: And I'm with you.
3: Right. And then I do seek a little bit of nonfiction. So particularly memoirs and narrative nonfiction are big ones. But I also really like true crime, especially in the vein of like Michelle McNamara. I think she's an incredible writer. And I'm also interested in cultural issues and books about gardening and sustainability. That's kind of where I began in magazine publishing and it's remained a big interest of mine. So I'm also looking for young adult and mostly across the board genre-wise there. I like contemporary romance, but I also like contemporary stories about families and friendships. And I also like mystery and horror. I particularly like stuff that's written like House of Hollow, I thought was a great example of the type of horror that I find really intriguing. And then lighter science fiction and fantasy, like the Graceling series. I too like Dystopian. I'm a particular fan of The Uglies and Scythe is one of my all-time favorites. And then also I think nonfiction for younger readers for that young adult age is really important. So I'd be interested in seeing more of that. And I look for middle grade also. So it's kind of the same thing there. Basically across genres, I really like contemporary stories for that age group. Uh, Case and Calendar, I think they are a wonderful example of what I hope hope to see more of in that genre. And then I also like mysteries and fantasies and science fiction and dystopian there. And I think that voice for that age range is particularly important. I just... Want to read things that I think young readers would be super excited to pick up and dive into. I'm a very character driven reader, so across the board, I really love you know unreliable narrators, interesting anti heroes, psychological intrigue. I really like characters who are exact opposites and are thrown into the same situation, so someone really charismatic versus you know kind of like the gruff grumpy one. And stories that are as tightly focused on friendships as romance really intrigue me. So I would say in general, those are some interests.
2: Funny you should say antiheroes. That is one of my favorite things. I love the antihero or the redeemable villain.
1: You guys were so wonderfully descriptive. That was fabulous. I think that's really uh, helpful. When writers are trying to figure out tastes, um, not only what you read, but why you love it. And that was great. Both of you did a wonderful job. Thank you.
3: Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, I think one of the tricky things about publishing is that it is really subjective. So you can write something really good. And if it's not up to someone's specific reading tastes, you can see a little bit of, you know, more rejection or some, find some agents who aren't, as interested, just because it doesn't hit some really specific marks. So it's difficult, but it also makes it really rewarding when you find the right book.
2: And it is very difficult at times to articulate what it is about this particular type of writing style that you liked. You can have two similar stories from two different authors, but one is going to grab you more than the other. And a lot of it comes down to that subjectivity that you were talking about and how maybe perhaps this one was a little bit more character driven. And I'm also a person who is very character driven when I'm reading books and evaluating. And so, I mean, that all those things kind of add up to make you pick what you pick.
0: So it sounds like Much like personal reading preferences vary person to person, what agents are looking for also can drastically vary, which is part of the reason it's so important to find the right literary agent for your work.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, it's not a lot of us say we're looking for the same thing, but it's the way that an author executes it that may resonate more with one agent than with another.
2: Oh, good point.
1: So we're going to tackle
0: some of that in our future episodes about how to find literary agents, how to submit queries, what you should include in your queries. Do you all want to talk a little bit more about what our listeners can expect to hear this season? Yeah, absolutely.
3: So yeah, just like you said, Megan, our hope for this podcast is that you know when we offer opinions or our outlooks or advice it just first and foremost makes people feel like they're a little bit less alone on this publishing journey and that can be one of the trickiest things because it's also distant sometimes so hopefully you start to feel a little bit closer a little bit more of a community of people so you can feel like you're not alone and We also just want to explain some of the ways in which, you know, we approach stories and talk about what we do as professionals so that we can maybe unravel a few publishing industry mysteries for you.
1: I think also that uh, as we continue to do these podcasts, we're going to address some issues that maybe authors aren't thinking of right away a lot of authors are just thinking about finding an agent, but really how we can guide them along their career and some of the other things that we do that add value to their work and that long range scope we have for them. And it'd be fun to discuss some of that and cover some of that in some of these future podcasts.
2: That's a good point because we have a lot of, um, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but um, there are some times that someone will sign with you and, and, they think they've done their homework and they know what's going to happen next. And then when they get in with you and they discover, Oh, this is completely different than, than I was expecting. And then you just kind of, that's where you come in to kind of guide them through that, that process. And so they'll be able to kind of get an insider's look at that.
3: Right. And I know that's a big portion of what our season is going to focus on right now. So finding the right agent for you and your submission and, talking about some of those best practices and I know in particular we're going to focus on queries because that is once you've written a manuscript the jumping off point to getting an agent and getting closer to publication. So hopefully we're going to explain a little bit more about how to use rejection to improve your work and what to do when you finally get that, you know, coveted offer of representation to make sure that you're making the right choice when it comes your way. So Next week, we are going to focus in particular on how you even find an agent to query and maybe a few agency red flags as well as some of our favorite author resources.
1: Thank you, Megan, for hosting this. I appreciate it so much.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your
2: experiences. This has been wonderful chatting with you all megan, you you've been a one you're a great host for us. Thank you for wrangling wrangling us together. It's been an absolute
0: pleasure. And, for our listeners, as our season goes on, if you discover that you have a question we haven't answered, or there's something you'd like us to talk about specifically, please reach out. We've set up an email address for listeners to send their comments and questions, which can be found in our show notes. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. And thank you, Shannon, Page and Haley for chatting with me today.
2: Absolutely. Had a great time. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Pen to Print, insider tips with Creative Media Agency. To learn more about Creative Media Agency, our team, and our agenting mission, visit us at cmalit.com. Have a question we haven't covered in our conversations? email us at assistant at cmalit.com and you may hear the answer featured on the show and don't forget to take a look at our show notes for more information and resources until next time we hope you feel inspired to take your story from pen all the way to print